Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Sixty-two? Sixty-two? Are you kidding me? Isn't it supposed to be the the United States Open? The the hardest golf tournament in all of mankind? Welcome back to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. We got to get right to it because we have a bunch of fun guests coming up. Kyle Mihalish, the head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, and also the head coach for the West All-Star team in uh, Saturday's East-West Shrine game. He'll join us here in just a couple minutes. We also will hear from Lane Kearns, a now recent graduate of Hamilton High School. She's headed to Seattle Pacific on a basketball scholarship, one of the top players in the state. Uh, She's back from her all-star tour uh, that she's been on the last couple weeks. And uh, she was one of the standout players for the Montana All-Stars against Wyoming as the uh, the ladies now have won 23 in a row in that All-Star series. Actually, maybe even 24 in a row after sweeping it uh, this last year. Um, so Lane Kearns will join us about 4.15. We're also going to hear uh, maybe from Royce Robinson. Either way, we're going to talk about Royce Robinson. He was our Vertical Rays and ESPN MT Class A Boys Basketball Player of the Year out of Lewistown High School. And uh, he's at the Shrine game. He said... Uh, he didn't. He wasn't really sure what his schedule was going to be around 4:30. So he said, "Call me, and if I can take the call, I certainly will. And if I'm uh, doing something, okay, sorry." Uh, so Robinson, even though he's now going to play basketball at Montana State, a great football player as well, participating there uh, in the Shrine Game. He was a member of that state championship team in both football and basketball. The news of the day for him when Kurt Paulson resigned at Carroll College. Royce Robinson opened his recruiting back up. Now he's headed to Montana State. So I don't know what the details are behind that, but certainly uh, cool for a Class A kid to get a Division One shot. 
Uh, hour number two, a whole bunch of fun. We are going to uh, sit down with our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. She has plenty to say this week. And we're also going to hear from our good buddy Jeff Safford. He's back from uh, vacation. He was there at a wedding. Uh, so we'll give you some previews of what's coming up for the Missoula Paddleheads, uh, both tonight and this weekend. We also have, uh, potentially, uh, we will we will be having, uh, for sure, at some point, a new podcast series featuring Missoula Paddlehead stuff. And I know Jeff uh, sent along an interview, so we'll... Uh, we'll start playing those once a week once we start doing it. So I don't know if it's going to be this week or next week. I know Jeff has one recorded, uh, so we'll get to that as well. And then we'll also talk some of the baseball themes of the week. I got baseball fever somehow, so uh, we've been rolling on a lot of baseball lately. Uh, So that's what today's show looks like uh, here on your Thursday. We also got some free Iron Grizz for you, so stay tuned for that. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, which is where we go right now. Welcome in a man who joined us many times during the fall season because his Helena Capital Bruins were on such an outstanding run, culminating in a Class AA state championship. Now, Kyle Mahelish headed up one of the uh, two teams there for the East-West Shrine game coming up uh, this Saturday at Naranchi Field there uh, in Butte, America. Coach, thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy time of year. How's it been this week? How's it been going? Others cooperated with us. Uh, injuries, you know, no injuries. Um, one afternoon we had to go in because of the lightning, but other than that, we've been uh, full go here. Been going in the morning, afternoon, and in the evening. So the boys have been busy. They're tired, and uh, they don't have any problem falling asleep at night. <laughs> I bet they don't. I remember those three days vividly, and uh, they were always a lot of fun, but also uh, cer- certainly challenging. When it comes to sort of managing that element, though, a lot of these guys have played a lot of sports since their last time playing football, but maybe haven't played football in quite some time. So how do you sort of gently shake the rust off and, like you said, make sure everybody stays healthy going into this All-Star Showcase on Saturday? Sure, and that was kind of our plan as a coaching staff to kind of ease everybody back in. I mean, it wasn't hit the ground running. Uh, mentally it was, but as far as, you know, going helmets and shoulder pads early and not getting any full pack stuff till about Tuesday afternoon. So we had seven practices before we even put the pants on. And, you know, it hasn't been a real physical camp, and nor do we want it to be because we want them to be able to be ready to go on Saturday night. Kyle Mahelish joining us here on our Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. These Shrine games are always uh, so cool for me, too, to cover, Coach. It's just fun to just observe because for a lot of these guys, it's the last time they'll ever put on the pads, last time they'll ever strap it up. And for the, some of these other guys that are going to go on and play, it'll be their first time playing with some of their future teammates, their first time playing against some of their former teammates. There's all these different combinations you can get. Uh, but how do you sort of uh, help make this moment uh, special for all these guys? Because it is, it's such a different path for a lot of guys. A lot of guys, they're not going to ever play football again. So how do you sort of uh, help that culminate for these guys going into this weekend? You know, to be honest with you, I think there might only be one that isn't going on. That's amazing. Football. That's amazing. It's great. You know, and we had introductions on Sunday, and we said, we want to know your name, obviously, uh, where you're from, and what uh, institution you're going to. And I know just one man, just one young man said he's uh, going to work on the family farm. And so, I mean, out of what, we have 41 kids on our roster? Yeah. We have 40, 40 kids going to play college football. That's pretty impressive. Uh, one thing we have stressed about it is the importance of 
being physically and mentally ready to go wherever you go, if you're going to the Cats or the Grizz or a Frontier School or out of state. Uh, and it's important. And I remind them, when I do these games, I remind them that hey, be happy, be proud of what you've accomplished. But remember, when you get on campus, you're just another guy. And they have already started recruiting your replacement. So we had a, a serious talk about that the other day. And, you know, the kids were appreciative. And all the coaches are giving good advice. And we kind of divide that up. But, no, it's been a good week. You have a couple guys that have played in All-Star games recently. The Shrine game sort of the culmination of this All-Star series and always one of the great weekends of the summer in Montana. But the uh, the Bob Cleverly, the Class C eight-man game has already taken place. The six-man game already took place. The Class B All-Star game was last week there in Lockwood. I know you got some guys on your roster that have already played in that. So uh, did those guys have a step up? Were they a step ahead? Did you notice that they maybe were less rusty coming yeah, into this they, week? They were certainly... They were certainly a little more conditioned. You could tell that they had a week under their belt and um, kind of those bumps and bruises kind of go away. Uh, so, no, they you can certainly tell the kids that were in it last week. Well, tell us a little bit about your team. I know you've just been feeling it out so far this week, but, I mean, to start with the quarterbacks, you're going to have Patrick Duchesne, who's one of the top uh, players in the state of Montana, led Florence to back-to-back Class B state titles. you got Jarrett Wilson, one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the Class A level. Uh, they're at Polson High School. Uh, so what do you think of your two signal callers this year? Well, I think they're the real deal. I, I, I hadn't seen much of them at all. I've never seen them play in person. We we did get film on them from their coaches, Coach DeShane there and uh, from Polson, now with Carson Oakland going there. Uh, but we watched them on film, myself and Matt Rion, our offensive coordinators here, um, and got some information from Todd Hughes, who's here, Missoula Loyola Sacred Heart, good Missoula guy. Um but, no, watching those quarterbacks uh, started on Sunday, and then uh, I kind of assessed them throughout the week. And, boy, they are mobile. They can throw. Uh, they are highly intelligent. Uh, they really understand schematics as far as what we're trying to do offensively. Uh, but, no, really impressed with the quarterbacks. They, they've, they've probably been the most, the most impressive to me from the group. Kyle Mahelis joining us. He's the head coach of Helena Capital, also the head coach of the West All-Stars, headed into the East-West Shrine game this upcoming weekend in Butte. And, Coach, you guys had such an outstanding season in the fall, and now five of those young men from your Bruins state championship team are playing for you one last time. Tom Carter, uh, Nick Michelotti, uh, Talon Marsh, Austin Beeler, and uh, Hayden Opitz. So uh, what's that experience been like? I know you, you spent a lot of time with these guys over the last couple of years, and they won a lot of football games. So uh, probably pretty pretty bittersweet for you to be coaching them one last time. No, it is. For me, I know that, I know them. They're getting, they're happy to move on. <laughs> but, no, it's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to have a little meeting tomorrow with myself and Coach Rayant and the five boys and, and talk about – they don't know this yet, but we're going to talk about what we've done and what the future holds and – you know, come Saturday night, ready to play at 7 o'clock. It's also fun when you have some hometown guys, too, because Butte always shows out in a big way. I love when the Shrine game's in Butte, and there's several guys from Butte, uh, both Butte High and Butte Central, playing for you. Jay Stenson and Cameron Gersey of Butte High, uh, and, and then Kyle Holter of Butte Central. So uh, th- that's probably a fun experience for those guys, get, getting to play in the Mining City one last time. No, they, yeah, we talked about it. And, uh, you know, Coach Gray's been around, so... It's always nice to see Coach Gray and the Butte kids. And this atmosphere here, as we all know, at Naranchi is uh, it's pretty special. So we're excited that the game's here. Uh, Butte's going to turn out. I'm sure the state's going to turn out. So we're looking for a good time. And, you know, those Butte boys will be ready to go. 
when it comes down to just what this game takes, I mean, obviously, first priority, get everybody out healthy, especially since all these guys do have uh, football futures in, in front of them. Uh, but these games are always so fun to kind of see the back and forth, and you almost always do see the back and forth. So, I mean, how do you sort of manage the, the ebbs and flows, especially early, and then put yourself in a position to win this thing on Saturday? Well, they're all seasoned guys. We, we talked about it a few times this week that, you know, we're here to play a game. We're not here to jaw. We're not going to size anybody up. Our purpose and our goal is first and foremost for Shriners Hospital and for the kids. And you know, we were able to meet one of the patients here. And uh, kind of our guy on the west is Gavin. The, the boys have spent some time with him. Scored a touchdown on us yesterday. It was cool. But, no. You know, we're just going to play between the lines and have fun and enjoy it. I said, you guys are lucky to be a part of this thing. Well, you got to love it. It's one of the great weekends of the year. It's for a great cause as well. As Coach Mahelish just mentioned there, uh, all proceeds from this fundraiser goes to the Shriners Hospital. And uh, this has been one of, if not the biggest, Shriners fundraisers in the country more years than not. So if if you need something to do or you want to have a great evening, go to the Mining City, go attend this thing, uh, go support these boys because it's a a great game. It's sort of a a summer ritual every single summer. I love going. I love being there. And... uh, Super excited that it's back for another year. Kyle Mahelis here on Nuanas. Now, Coach, I know it's a busy week. We appreciate you taking some time, and I'll catch up with you on Saturday. But thanks so much. Best of luck. All right. Thank you, Colter. I appreciate it. There you go. Kyle Mahelis, Helena Capital. It's been fun getting to know some of these guys. There, there's some coaches around Montana that have been around for a while, and they were around when I was covering uh, prep stuff in the newspapers in Montana. Uh, guys like Todd Hughes at Missoula, you know, he's been around forever. So I've been doing, you know, I've, I've circled back around in my career to get to know him. But there's been some other coaches that are relatively newer, like Coach Mahela. She's been there at Capitol for probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Um, but it's, it's just been fun getting to know uh, some of the sort of newer guys in the coaching ranks. And I know he's been doing it as either an assistant or a head coach for a long time. Um, but this should be uh, a really fun matchup. As uh, Coach Mahelish mentioned there, couple of the headliners for the, the West are the quarterbacks. I, I think Pat Duchesne is absolutely the real deal. I was so impressed with him the first time I saw him when he was a sophomore there at Florence High School, and uh, he did nothing but get better over his career, and that's why he's Montana State bound. Jarrett Wilson is just a great competitor. I mean, Jarrett Wilson was outstanding in football this last year at Polson High School, awesome in basketball, really competitive in track as well. Uh, so those guys will certainly both have um, a great stage to showcase their talents on. For the East, I'm also intrigued by those quarterbacks as well. Cole Taylor, who's probably going to play linebacker at Montana State, he'll play quarterback one last time. He's had a great fall CMR, an outstanding player, uh, and, and just a great big athlete, big strong athlete who can really run. And then Jay Casagranda, he led Bozeman High on a nice playoff run all the way to the Final Four of the Class AA playoffs. He's headed to Montana Tech. So a couple really talented quarterbacks there. Uh, on the uh, east side as well. East coach, by the way, Derek Lear, who was the head coach uh, at Fergus County High School this last year. Uh, The Fergus Golden Eagles, they went uh, to the Class A state championship game. They won the Class A state championship in both um, football and uh, in basketball as well. So the the time here, east-west shrine game, 7 p.m. on Saturday at Naranchi Stadium uh, in in Butte, America. So um, I, I, if you can go, I would definitely suggest going. It's always super fun. It's always great competition. 
Uh, it's just cool seeing the kids. And, and, you know, like I mentioned there, like we talked about with Coach, is sometimes for some young men it's their last games, and for others sort of their, their rite of passage into college football. Incredibly impressive what Coach Mahelish said there, though. 40 out of the 41 guys on the West roster are going to college. I'd have to go through the East roster, but I bet you it's pretty close. I think that shows you the level of high school football right now uh, in the state of Montana and sort of the uh, the caliber of, of college prospect that's coming out uh, of the Treasure State. Our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Let's keep talking high school sports. It's our Bitterroot Breakdown, also presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Every fall, Farmer State Bank has a huge Scholarship giveaway. They give away 10 $10,000 scholarships. So stay tuned for that when it rolls back around. Uh, but Farmer State Bank, huge supporters of high school athletics around the state of Montana. When it comes to the Bitterroot Valley, one of the great basketball players the last couple years down there in the Bitterroot, she joins us next. It's Lane Kearns of Hamilton High School, uh, a recent grad there for the Bronx, and now headed to Seattle Pacific to play basketball. Lane, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Super, super well, and uh, we thought of you this last week because you had such a great performance there at the uh, Montana-Wyoming All-Star Basketball Showcase this last weekend. Uh, so just tell us about the weekend. I mean, what was it like over there uh, playing in Wyoming and then playing in Lockwood and uh, a couple decisive wins for the Montana girls? So what went well for you guys? Um, It was super fun just being around those girls and getting to practice all week and with Coach Keller. Um, yeah, that first game we came down there that – um, that court's really nice. It's kind of a cool arena. Um, they had that one girl who's gone to Montana State, so we were a little worried about that going in. But um, down there in Gillette, um, coming off the bench, I mean, it was just a great energy. There was actually quite a bit of people there, so it's super fun down there. Well, it take us through that first game, because I know that uh, Wyoming actually jumped out to a, an early lead, but then uh, Coach Keller basically puts in some subs, and then you and the rest of the offense really get rolling. I think you scored like 16 straight. I think you had 16 at your 21 or 22 uh, in that first quarter. So uh, how were you guys able to provide that spark, and how crucial was that then to kind of just turn in the game early? Yeah, I feel like that second group just coming off the bench maybe just gave us the time to calm down and not starting. Maybe gave us a came in feeling a little bit more calm. And, yeah, it was just super fun going out there. I feel like. Um, I got a few steals, got some confidence, and I just kind of rolled from there. Lane Kearns joining us here on Nuanas Now. She was a uh, all-state guard at Hamilton High School the last several seasons and uh, one of the best basketball players in western Montana, headed to Seattle Pacific to play college hoops. Just, just take us through your high school season. I know you guys uh, had a, a great performance, especially late, and uh, really made some noise at both the district and the state tournament. So, um what was the key for you guys there at Hamilton High School? How are you guys able to keep improving throughout the course of last year? Um, I just felt like it was not settling. Like each game was, we just needed to win each game and not look ahead. And um, I felt like we wanted to peak at the right time. So, I mean, our conference didn't go perfect, but I felt like those losses kind of helped us prepare for divisionals and um, state going in. So it was, Definitely peaked at the right time in divisionals, getting that win over Dylan after losing to them both times in conference. I mean, yeah, it was just super fun. 
when you're going into a game like that, and Dylan, I think at the point when you guys beat them, I think they were either undefeated or only had one loss. So that was a huge win for for Hamilton High School. Uh, when you're going into a game like that, though, how do you sort of make, get yourself mentally ready? I mean, when you when you have lost twice, uh, but you were close, I mean, how do you sort of get over the top? I mean, it's hard to beat a good team three times, or it's hard to, um, yeah, it's hard to beat a good team uh, three times. So I think going in, we just had that confidence that we're going to peak here, and um, this was the game to do it. So. For sure. Lane Kurz joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. She's from Hamilton High School. Tell us about uh, going to Seattle Pacific. That's a, a beautiful place, great school. I used to cover Division II hoops over in uh, Washington, so I know that league pretty well. What do you think of SPU? What did you like about the opportunity there? Well, I definitely wanted to get out of state, experience something new, and I felt like I loved the coaches down there, and I loved uh, the vision they had for me and the program going moving forward. So it was super appealing down there, and it was a beautiful place, and a lot of fun stuff to do down in Seattle, and I love the girls, so seemed like a great fit for me. For those that maybe haven't seen you play, I mean, how would you describe just uh, your game, and, and how do you hope that translates then to the college level? Oh, I feel like I'm definitely a driver first, but um, pretty aggressive, I would say. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that I can just keep my confidence going into college and um, still be aggressive and be able to still drive in and finish even as the competition is getting bigger and stronger. What do you think of this about, about that chance to just, uh, you know, elevate yourself? I mean, what's going to keep you motivated now as you go to the collegiate level? It sounds like uh, you're very eager to, to get uh, to another level of, of college basketball. Um, I feel like it's been a long time since I um, have had a team where I'm going to be at the very bottom, have to work my way up. And I feel like that's going to really motivate me to, want to get better and get a starting spot and get playing time. So I feel like that's really going to be my motivation. And then when it comes to just the academic side of things, do you have any idea what you want to study out there at SPU? Yeah, I think I want to uh, major in health and human performance and then business. Oh, very cool. And how about the coaching staff? Uh, Mike, Mike Simonson, the uh, head coach there, uh, what's your relationship like with them and, and what sort of things have they sort of sold you on when it comes to Seattle Pacific basketball? Yeah, I love both of them. I feel like um, they were a big reason for my decision to go there. And I feel like Coach Simonson, his, he had a vision all laid out for me and my plan through the next four years as his point guard. And that was one of the big things that made me decide to go there was what he had in store for me. And I feel like he's, a, he's very picky with his point guards. And so I was um, very happy to have a kind of a point guard-focused coach. This last weekend at that All-Star game, you were playing with so many uh, great players from Montana, and so many of them are going to the college level. So, I mean, was that sort of like a preview to you? I mean, what did you think of just being around a whole bunch of other, you know, sort of like-minded and really talented basketball players? Yeah, it was super fun. I mean, the whole week was just fun at practice. I feel like we got along instantly, and it's just so fun being around girls who have the same mindset as you, and they're all going and playing like some of them are playing at MSUB and um and so it's just fun to meet these girls and get to know them. And after playing against them for like my last four years, it's nice to be teammates with them for one. 
Class A was uh, so competitive this year. I mean, you guys and Dillon and Frenchtown, also Billing Central, and of course Haver, the state champions, and Hardin. There's so many good teams uh, in Class A. Laurel was really, really good as well. So, uh, how do you think just uh, these last couple of years playing in Class A, playing against really good competition, how do you think that's prepared you for the college level? Um, I definitely think it's prepared me well. I mean, um, especially those teams that stayed, they're they're strong and they're fast, and I feel like it's prepared me well. And yeah, Lane Kearns joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. She is a now graduate of Hamilton High School. You graduated, right? Did did this happen in the last couple of weeks? I don't know when Hamilton's graduation was. Yeah, it was uh, last week in May. Oh, very cool. So you've been done for a couple weeks. Well, congratulations. Very fun and very cool for you. Uh, last thing for you then, Lane, uh, what, what do you think your time at Hamilton High School taught you? I mean, what will you remember most about your high school career, and uh, how do you think that prepared you now for this next step? Um, Definitely the people and the relationships. I feel like that's the biggest thing I've got out of these last four years and the community at Hamilton. I mean, it's um, just like the crowds we have at the games, and there's such – so much community involvement, but I feel like just the relationships with coaches, mentors, my teammates, like I feel like just having those people in my life moving forward is probably the biggest thing I've taken away from it. Well, very cool, and we'll certainly be keeping tabs on you, and we wish you the best of luck, and uh, go get them. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Lane Kearns, Hamilton High School, our Bitterroot Breakdown, presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We'll keep talking high school hoops. Uh, we may or may not be joined by Royce Robinson here in about 15 minutes. I mean, probably about 10 minutes. But either way, we'll tell you what's going on with Royce Robinson. And uh, we'll talk some more high school basketball and high school football from around the state of Montana. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Gotta be one of the most iconic Guitar riffs of the the early 1980s. A little NXS here for you on your Thursday. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's time now for our Montana State Minute. Montana State Minute talking all things Bobcat athletics. And uh, the Cats got themselves a new commitment, and he comes from in-state. So here's the way that it all went down. Uh, 
Carroll College head coach Kurt Paulson resigned uh, after five seasons at the helm there for the Saints. And then subsequently, Royce Robinson, Lewistown standout, uh, he reopened his recruitment. And now the news of the day, as of yesterday, he's headed there to MSU. I believe we have Royce now on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. So that's where we go. Welcome in our ESPN MT and Vertical Rays, Class A Boys Basketball Player of the Year. Royce, last time we talked, uh, I thought maybe it would be the last time we talked until your college career started, but uh, now some news with you. So first of all, thanks for taking a minute. I know you're busy there uh, getting ready for the Shrine game uh, on the football field. Uh, but how, how's it been going the last couple of weeks? Just take us through it. I know probably uh, a little bit of a headache when Coach Paulson resigned there at Carroll, but a uh, new opportunity for you. Now you're headed to the Cats. So uh, just take us through the last, last couple of weeks. Yeah, I keep telling people the same thing. Um, old Kurt shocked everybody, Coach Paulson did, and uh, threw everyone for a loop. And, I mean, nobody had any idea he was going to do that. And then I really just decided I'd reopen my recruitment, which all that meant was I'm, I'm available to talk to other coaches and also talk to the new Carroll coach, whoever that was going to be. And then that just kind of led to other opportunities to open up for me, and I got one I couldn't pass up and walking on to the Cats. So. Well, super cool. I think it's a great opportunity for you. Uh, what have the conversations been like with Matt Logie and his staff? Because uh, brand new there at Montana State, certainly a tall task taking over for a great coach like Danny Sprinkle. Uh, but I've known Coach Logie for a long time, going back to his Whitworth days. He's very impressive offensive mind, very uh, impressive his systems that he runs. Uh, so what sort of conversations have you guys had, and what do you think of this opportunity playing for uh, sort of a new head coach with a fresh start there in Bozeman? Yeah, that's that's really a great part about it, I think, because everyone's going to get a fresh start, the players and coaches, and also have a, have a fair chance of to show them how, how well I can play. And uh, the conversation with him was really he wants Montana kids, and I check all the boxes that he needs, and uh, hopefully we're going to go there, and I'm going to get in the rotation and go from there. Royce Robinson joining us here on Nuanas Now. Lewistown, Montana. He is a multi-sport standout there for the Golden Eagles. Now uh, headed to Montana State to walk on there for the Bobcat basketball team. Uh, how, how's the last couple of weeks been outside of the recruiting? Because you've been pretty busy. I know you played in the uh, the Montana-Wyoming High School All-Star basketball game last week, and now you're getting ready for the Shrine game in football. So um, <laughs> you've been a busy guy these last couple of weeks. How's it been going? Um, it's been a lot of fun, but I mean, it's... Uh... It's been a big struggle also to juggle all my recruitment and try and get this stuff down for all-star games. But the nice part about it is, though, Derek Lear is our head football coach at Ferguson. He's also coaching the Shrine game. So I don't have to learn a new offense. I just just review him, basically. So that's been really great. And then hopefully I'll get a week off next week, maybe, and then head down to Bozeman. It is sort of cool when you get a chance to play in one of these all-star games for the coach that you're familiar with. And, you know, you guys were so great there uh, this last fall at Lewistown. And you got five representatives for the East squad uh, playing in this East-West Shrine game. Yourself, Gage Norslian, uh, Matthew Golick, uh, as well as um, Jet Boyce and uh, Travis McAlpin. So, um, yeah. how... how is it fun playing for uh, the coach you already had? Or what's this like just playing for Coach Lear one last time? Well, it's great, especially with those four other teammates. And uh, I don't really know anything, any other system in football because that's all I've played for. And 
it's making it really easy for me, and I think we're gonna that's gonna lead us to success on Saturday. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. You mentioned you don't have to really uh, learn a new offense, but you're also uh, going to be playing with, with a quarterback, at least one of the quarterbacks, engaged Norsley, who you've already spent the last several years playing with as well. So how's that part gone? What's it been like playing with Gage, but also what's it been like catching passes from Cole Taylor and Jay Casagranda as well? Yeah, Gage and I were actually talking about that, how, how nice it is to have, be on the same page and have our timing already down and then, it started off, I mean, it's a little bit of a struggle with the new guys, but they're great players, so it didn't take them long to figure it out, and it's going pretty well now, so I don't think there's going to be any problems. What's it, what's it been like going from basketball to football? I mean, yeah, I know you've probably been playing a lot more basketball getting ready for uh, the college side of things, so uh, was did you feel rusty on the football field, or what was the conditioning element like? Well, it's pretty sore coming off of the Montana Wyoming game, first of all. And then um, I tried a few weeks before to go down with, with Gage and run some routes or whatever. And uh, I don't know, maybe that helped me a little bit. But I I kind of picked up where I left off. But I don't think that's because I'm a great football player. I think I'm just kind of using my natural ability. And that's all I got. Royce Robinson here on uh, Nuanas now. He's a Lewistown uh, product. Fergus County High School graduate and now headed to Montana State uh, to play hoops. What do you think after this? If this is such a fun time of year for all you guys getting to sort of have one last uh, hoorah as high school guys, but so many guys then transition into the college level. So after uh, this All Stars sort of circuit is over for you, uh, then what's next? What, what are you going to be working on this summer uh, as you sort of prepare yourself uh, to, to join the Bobcats? Well, I'm probably gonna we're probably gonna have summer workouts in in Bozeman, so that mainly be take up my summer. But I didn't even think that was gonna happen until yesterday. So right, um, yeah. So just gonna go from there. And then the hardest part about this decision to go to to Bozeman was leaving those three other football players that are going to Carroll from from Lewistown. So I have to say goodbye to them, I suppose. <laughs> and work on my basketball game and try to get better. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, from a just uh, academic standpoint, do you have any idea what y- you're considering there at Montana State? Or I mean, I guess you just made this choice yesterday, so maybe not. But I, mean, uh, I think what... I'm going to I'm going to study engineering of some sort. Sweet. I mean, great. In- one of the premier engineering schools in the whole country. So uh, awesome for you. Um, la- last thing for you then. What do you hope to get out of this thing on Saturday? I mean, obviously you want to stay healthy and you want to go get a win. So what's it going to take for the East to come out on top against the West? Well, we got to come out with a chip on our shoulder because I think everyone has the idea that the West is going to kill us and uh, we just need to come together as a team and fight through some adversity and execute. And I think we have a pretty good chance. He's our ESPN MT and Vertical Rays, Class A Boys Basketball Player of the Year now. Committed to Montana State to play basketball. It's Royce Robinson of Lewistown here on Nuanas. Now, Royce, thanks so much for being here, man. Uh, best of luck on Saturday. We'll catch up with you down the road, but uh, thanks for taking a minute here today. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Royce Robinson here on Nuanas Now. The Bobcats didn't have a roster, really, <laughs> when it came to basketball uh, not that long ago. Uh, this thing unraveled pretty quickly after Danny Sprinkle left to Utah State. But now... The roster's been fortified a bit. There's quite a few names on the roster there at Montana State. We will break down what the Bobcat basketball roster looks like now 
that Matt Logie's been on the job for a couple months. We'll do that next on our Big Sky Spotlight. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. In typical uh, Nuanas Now fashion, I led with, you know, an unbelievably witty and hilarious line to open the show because that's just what we do. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I said, 62, are you kidding me? 62? It's the U.S. Open. You're supposed to be shooting 74. <laughs> the U.S. Open has long been considered the most difficult and uh, most substantial grind of any of the major championships. Certainly, the Masters at Augusta. Uh, and the British Open, no matter which venue it can be at, or have their own distinct challenges. For whatever reason, fair or not, the PGA Championship has always been considered the quote-unquote easiest major because a lot of times it's just the one that has sort of the easiest... You never say it's easy, but the more scorable courses. So often, the elements play so much at the Open Championship, uh, at the British Open. So often, uh, you know, the Masters, the, the course is so familiar to some of the veteran guys, they can just crush it. Whereas then the U.S. Open, especially because it's always been a USGA event, they grow the rough long. They try to make it impossible. They basically want even par to be the winning score. And some years that's resulted in it being so frustrating for the players that the winners are not even at par. There's been a couple years of the U.S. Open where an over par score has been in contention, if not winning. The last couple years it's been a little bit better scoring. But still, you're hardly ever seeing guys getting to double digits under par for the weekend. Well, a couple guys are almost already at double digits under par. How about an opening round 62 for both Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley? That's Fowler's lowest round ever in a major. It's Shoffley's lowest round ever in a major. And I have not looked up the actual historical uh, ranking of this, but I would have to imagine that there's been very few, if any, opening rounds ever in the United States Open history better than 62. Lowest round ever at a U.S. Open. There, there you go. I mean, I, there's just, I was just mystified watching this these guys. So here's what I've been up to the last couple days. Uh, had a great meeting yesterday with se- several people from the uh, Montana Athletic Department and then also uh, spent some time today out at the Missoula Country Club filming uh, our annual Tee It Up there's been several different times that we've done the full series with the boys over at SWX. There's also been some times when I've been sort of a subject of the series, and that's what we were doing today. So uh, coming up in probably, I'd say, three or four weeks, you'll get to check out some episodes with myself, Sean Rainey, and Zach Kaplan of SWX, and also Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. So uh, it was fun being out there uh, at the Missoula Country Club today. We got, we played pretty early so we could all get done and get off to work, but we got done about 1 o'clock today and uh, went in the clubhouse for a minute to check out the scores, and we watched uh, 17 and 18. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shaffley both uh, pl- finish out their, their first uh, rounds, and I was like, this can't be right. 62? Especially for Ricky Fowler? Unbelievable. But there's been low scores all the way across the board. 38 guys shot under par today. It's a par 70 course. 38 players shot under par today. Other contenders, Fowler and Shaffley both at 8 under. Wyndham Clark shot, uh, he's 4 under through 8, so he's not even uh, around the turn yet. Bryson DeChambeau fired a 67, as did Scotty Scheffler. 
Siwoo Kim also shot 67, so really good starts for those guys. Other reputable names there at 68. Max Homa was in that group that's now at 2-under. Uh, and then in, in terms of the guys that are one under, probably the most reputable names, John Rahm, one of the top-ranked players in the world, and Victor Hovland uh, also shot 69. Um, other guys that aren't quite in yet, Brooks Kepka. Uh, he's two over through five, so not a good start for Brooks Kepka. Justin Thomas shot a 73 today, so uh, not necessarily the easiest, uh, easiest excuse me, of days for him. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick is sitting at two over, like Kepka is as well. So uh, 38 guys under par, pretty good, but also some really reputable names uh, struggling a little bit more uh, early on there uh, at the U.S. Open. Uh, one other guy who's uh, maybe in a position, depending on how he plays the back nine, Phil Mickelson is one under uh, at the turn there at the U.S. Open as well. So I'll have more U.S. Open scores for you tomorrow. Thanks to Sports Bet Montana for the continued support of us talking about a variety of different sports. It's that time of year we roll right out of uh, the NBA playoffs and the um, – Stanley Cup playoffs into talking a lot about golf. So appreciate Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana also has a new interface coming out. Next week it'll be live. And uh, I got a preview of it today at a Zoom call. They showed me on the screen. Uh, so super cool. And uh, I think it's going to make uh, the experience even more user-friendly. I think that's going to be good uh, for everybody involved. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Let's dive into our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law can help you with any of your legal needs, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Here's a look at Montana State's roster. We just talked to Royce Robinson, and he's a Lewistown, Montana product who's headed there uh, to MSU now to play basketball, opened his recruitment back up after Carroll head coach Kurt Paulson uh, abruptly resigned. And uh, I think Robinson would have been a, a great talent level for the Frontier Conference. and uh, But I, I thought just watching him this last year, I thought if he gets a little bit stronger, he's a surefire Division I player. But I thought he was a, a good prospect. And I think it's absolutely a steal for Montana State to get this guy as a walk-on. But here's a look at the roster then that he joins. Ever since Danny Sprinkle left and so many reputable players, whether it's Raekwon Battle or Great Osabar or Darius Brown, uh, left the Bobcat basketball team, here's what the roster looks like now. The uh, probably the most uh, experienced returner is Tyler Patterson. He's a six-eight guard from the Seattle area. He was a starter each of the last couple years there for the Cats. More of a role player, but I think he'll probably have a little bit of an elevated role uh, this upcoming year. Robert Ford the third. He entered the portal, but then decided to come back once Matt Logie was hired. Uh, he was a, a good reserve there for the Cats last year. Patrick McMahon played quite a bit as a freshman. And then was hurt quite a bit as a sophomore, but he's back as a junior, the six foot seven uh, wingman uh, out of Alaska. Sam Luckalot's been a pretty productive player off the bench for Montana State the last couple of years. Uh, can definitely get you a bucket in the post, uh, a good reserve scorer to come off the bench. And then Jed Miller's uh, Jed Miller and Carter Ash are a couple of guys that have been around the program there at MSU for a couple of years, uh, but haven't really got any playing time yet. Uh, but maybe that'll change now that they're a little older. New additions to the Bobcat roster. They have a whole bunch of them that have become uh, official uh, in recent days and weeks. Aiden Gare is a guy we've mentioned before on this show. He's a, a Missouri State West Plains Junior College transfer. Um, spent a little bit of time early at Missouri State, then was at West Plains JC last year. He's a six foot five shooter. 
Jaden Jaron is another guy that uh, we have mentioned on the show. He's a six foot eight transfer from Rice. He's kind of like a stretch four. Brian Garaki, uh, a third guy that we have mentioned on this show, he's a uh, Point Loma transfer, so he played for Matt Logie. That worked decently well with Brock McKenzie following Ryan Looney to Idaho State. Uh, a couple years apart, but Brock McKenzie was a, a Point Loma transfer last year there at ISU that was a really good player in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, I don't know if Garaki is that level of guy, but he will have some familiarity with his, your coach, I guess, is the, the tie there. That's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, other guys that we maybe haven't mentioned so far, Jakari Miles, he's a uh, freshman transfer from um, Rice University, so a couple transfers from Rice. Chika Naduka is a transfer from the University of Portland. He's a six foot five power forward, a little bit of an undersized four man, uh, but was a good scorer there in the West Coast Conference last year. John Olmstead's a guy we mentioned, I think, late last week. He's a 6'10 grad transfer from Arizona State. Hardly played at all there at ASU, um, but was a highly rated prospect um, in the Phoenix area coming out of high school. And I mean, it's very clear to me, you know, I, I've only fringely watched the highlights on Twitter and stuff on, on huddle of these guys, but pretty much all these guys have one thing in common. They're all stretch versions of what their position is, stretch four, stretch wings. Not surprising at all to me that Matt Logie, given the system he ran there at Whitworth and the high priority they put on shooting threes and scoring a lot of points, uh, that's going to be a priority again at Montana State. I think that's what you see across the board. No matter who they've added to the ranks, pretty much every single one of these guys is at least going to be expected to be uh, a shooter. The last two transfers that Montana State's added in uh, recent weeks, Eddie Turner, who's a, a transfer guard from Columbia uh, by way of the Ivy League, but also a guy who's from Seattle, so actually a West Coast guy, moving a lot closer uh, to home, and then Brandon Walker. He's a six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pound sophomore forward. Uh, he's a transfer from UT Arlington. So for those keeping track at home, eight new transfers thus far for Montana State, adding to their uh, six returners, and then you add Royce Robinson to the mix, and boom, there you go. That's your fifteen man roster. Andrew, where are we at? Uh, I know it's impossible to evaluate like how these guys fit together. We won't be have any idea until we actually see them play. What do you think of the timeline of all this, though? I mean, was this? It just it seems uh, it seems quick to me, but maybe I'm just assuming that uh, that they were able to you know fill the roster now here uh, in only mid June. No, I think it came together pretty much on the timetable that I was expecting, particularly yeah, okay. because a lot of these guys. You've got the connections, too, right? Like Brian Garaki, uh, a guy that he knows from Point Loma. Um, you know, maybe a couple of these other guys he brought in. Robert Ford choosing to come back, right? Those are guys you already have connections to. Um, so I'm not surprised that that, that came together um, relatively quickly. I think it speaks well to Matt Logie's vision for the program, certainly, that he was able to target guys, and not only target guys, but get guys in, right? I mean, guys from from Rice, guys from Arizona State, guys from 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 Division One programs um, that he was able to get things done so quickly. I I don't really know. I I can't really say anything about what the roster is going to look sure. like. I think I think whether 
you know, whether Robert Ford is able to take a real leadership role on this team now as the presumptive starting point guard yeah. is going to, to mean a lot for them. And then I think as well whether uh, a guy like Patrick McMahon or Tyler Patterson can really take a step up and become a top three, top four guy on this team. And then maybe you fill in the pieces around Ford and whoever else it is that takes a step up. I, I do think that pretty much the, 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 all these guys they brought in, these new guys at Montana State, they all have the shooting element in common. The other thing is, though, most of them are guys that want elevated opportunities. Like John Olmstead hardly played at Arizona State. Uh, Jaden Guerin hardly played at Rice. So is going to sort of a, a different level of Division I college basketball, is that going to give them an elevated opportunity Whoever embraces that opportunity the most are the guys that are going to play the most here at Montana State. The one thing I would say, though, is I think they have a whole bunch of guys that could be pretty good Big Sky Conference players. We have no idea who will, who won't. I think they have a whole bunch of guys, though, that they have a whole bunch of options that could become pretty good. But they didn't bring in a ringer, and I thought that that would be a thing that they would do. Like, Danny Sprinkle, he landed Raekwon Battle right away when he got at Montana State. And Raekwon was a former you know, top 100 recruit, a four-star guy, a Pac-12 guy who just didn't really fit in at Washington but was undeniably talented. I thought they might just take one shot at one guy that was like a, you know, a, a viable Power 5 player sort of under the, the um, premise of, hey, come here, new head coach, you got a green light, come score 25 points a game for us. Yeah, and we we don't know whether they did or didn't or well, what those right, discussions right. look like that's behind right. the scenes, just whether they took a couple shots like that and it just didn't work out. Uh, but I, I agree with you, and I think the, the point that you're making here is that it's a lot of guy. It's a roster full of a lot of guys who can be nice pieces, who can yeah. be role players, especially because I think they brought in a lot of guys who can shoot the basketball really well. Yep, and that's a nice. You know, that's a nice skill set that you want to have for your fourth guy, your fifth guy, your top guys off the bench because they can sort of fill into whatever lineup. But you're right. I mean, we need to see where the shot creation is going to come from on this roster. And that's why I think Robert Ford is such a huge piece, right? Not only getting shots potentially for himself, but you got to have somebody to get the shooters the ball. It's my inclination to say, well, this, this roster is significantly downgraded because they lost some absolutely all-time great players like Battle and like Jabril Bello. Darius Brown was a very good Big Sky Conference point guard last year. But then you look around the rest of the league, and you always have to remind yourself, pretty much all the teams in the league are going through this. It's not necessarily the the full uh, overhaul that Montana State has had to go through, but there's a lot of guys departing, a lot of new faces. I mean, Eastern Washington had to revamp their whole thing coming into last year as well, so... Um, I guess we was, we just won't know how this fits in. I mean, we were talking about this on the golf course today. What has happened to Big Sky Conference men's basketball? There, there's no real way to spin it as anything but something that was detrimental to the league. That said, the dust is just going to have to settle before we can evaluate really anything in Big Sky Conference basketball. Pretty much all we know is that Dylan Jones is the best player in the league that's coming back. And Onan Moody of Montana, Dylan Jones at Weber State, Onan Moody of Montana is the second best player in the league coming back. And then we don't really know. There, there's a couple other familiar faces like Robert Ford at Montana State or Stephen Verplanken at Weber State, Braden Parker at Idaho State. But that's about it. 
Everybody has an element of mystery about them. Nobody really knows how their team's going to fit together. I think that the non-conference has an opportunity to be absolutely brutal for the Big Sky Conference next year because I don't think anybody's going to know how to play with each other until at least 10 games in. And so many of these schools, they got to go play big-time money games. And I just think it's going to be an interesting uh, first couple months of uh, Big Sky Conference men's basketball. I think that's right. And I think the only way that I know how to evaluate it or the way that I fall back on evaluating it is just falling back on what I think of the the competence of the coaches and the programs, right? Like, everybody's got new guys. But I'm reasonably confident that Travis DeCure is going to have somebody at Montana who's going to pop. Yeah. That David Riley at Eastern Washington is going to have a new transfer in who's who's going to pop. Well, that, that system, Eastern system, yeah. whoever they put in that sort of pivotal rim runner four-man guy, right. that guy is going to average 16 points and 10 rebounds a game because of the way that the system works. If he's really good like Jake Wiley, he'll average 25 and 12, but the system caters to there being guys that they're just going to get pretty much 14 or 16 points and 8 to 10 rebounds every single night. And, and he'll just have a guy for that spot next year because they're just so good at filling in the pieces there at Eastern Washington. Well, that's what I'm saying. That goes back to just sort of the core competency of the program. They run a system that they know works, and I, I think that helps when you're talking about new guys coming in. But, it, you know, Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado, they've also got a bunch Idaho, they've also got a bunch of players coming in. I'm much less confident right. that those programs are going to be able to find somebody out of those new guys who's going to be a real top-class player in the league. So I think, you know, how these transfers pan out is going to say a lot about Matt Logie and, and the start that he gets off to at Montana State. You were mentioning Robert Ford and uh, text in from a loyal listener talking about uh, how internally there at Montana State, uh, Eddie Turner, certainly a, a well-regarded player. Um, you have to imagine a guy that was headed to Columbia or that went spent a year at Columbia. Maybe Matt Logie had a, a previous relationship with him and was recruiting him there at Point Loma, too, high academic institution. Well, he's a Seattle guy. Yeah, he's a Seattle guy. Matt Logie's a Seattle guy. Um, so... If Eddie Turner can can be a, a really you know an impact player as a redshirt freshman basically there at Montana State, that could also the, the steadying presence of Darius Brown. I thought was the X factor of the Bobcat season last year. When Robert Ford can be like a sixteen to eighteen minute a game guy off the bench, some of the chaotic things that he does. It, it's okay because he's diving on the floor and he's getting all the you know loose balls and stuff like that. Uh, if you turn the keys fully over to him, he's just going to have to reel it in a little bit if he wants to be a uh, you know a true 30-minute-per-game point guard uh, in the Big Sky Conference. That is our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave and his law firm can help you with any and all of your criminal needs, criminal defense, DUI, uh, or personal injury, BigSkyDefender.com. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. The chicken doesn't know sports. Carolyn's got all sorts of stuff to say. We'll have some fun right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 